welcome to the Random Noise Generator Podcast, where each week God chooses an album for us to listen to, and then we give in to God's will. I'm your host, Joey at Egg Drinker. Wait. Uh. Wait. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> And I'm Sky at Fishpilled. <laughs> we we have to talk about balloons this we time. Sh- we sure do. Uh, I think yeah. I think we have slightly different opinions on on this strange woman and her strange balloon sounds. I I don't think we were going to necessarily. No. What do you think about uh, Judy Dunaway's 1998 album Balloon Music? I think it's really good. I I agree. I think the issue for me, because I had told you, like, this one might be rough for you. Uh-huh. But I think, I don't know about you, those first two songs were, like, rough for me at um, least. The first song was a little bit bad um they both started off really shitty but they won me over by the end interesting like for the the first two songs uh piece for solo tenor balloon and bluebird yeah featuring yasuno tone they they were very experimental noise and how they were performed so all See, of these I'm not sure I agree. Really? Um, at least with Peace for Solo Tenor Balloon. I feel like with that one, it was probably like the least experimental thing on the album. I feel like it was the only one that tried to actually be like a composed like song. Like there was a beat, there was bass and treble, there was a whole bunch of shit going on in it. I don't know, it was it felt like it was layering a similar sound on itself, like over and over and over, and it was just kind of mixes of layers of these latex balloons. That um, one felt the most noise to me, whereas I feel like the later songs were more like songs. I I gen- like I don't agree. I, what you're describing is the song that comes up a little later, "Rubber Patchwork Quilt." I mean, Rubber Patchwork Quilt was... No, not that one. Okay, I lied. Uh, Blown Uncut. Blown Uncut. See, I feel like even with that... So, at at least for me, the star song on here is Everybody Loves Somebody Sometime for Absolutely. A 13-minute epic of a song. Yeah, it's more like a fucking entire stage play. And with that one, it feels like... So it's obviously there are similar elements to Dean Martin's song "Everybody Loves Somebody" in how it's performed, and like she uses the balloons like almost like a loud singer, and then these kind of like backup singers. It yeah. sounds straight out of the Muppets. Kind of. That's the easiest way. Like it could be like a children's show background music almost. Kind of, yeah. There was there was definitely a 
a balloon that sounded like Beaker straight from the Muppets. <laughs> and I think that continued on into Blown Uncut, where she was doing like the like wee 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 like that thing. Yeah, it sounds like it's like Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Although the So I don't know for sure. I tried to look into it. I, I gotta imagine she's only using latex balloons, but it really sounds like a kazoo in there. In a few parts. Yeah, I mean, you can make a lot of sounds with balloons. You ever tried it? Uh, I mean, I apparently not to this extent. I don't know if you saw any live performances that she did. I I did not. But she just has the biggest balloon you've ever seen. And like, <laughs> I'd like to imagine like she accidentally lets too much air out at one point. It's like, <laughs> I can't do my last song now. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> This is all I have left. That would rule. The thing about Everybody Loves Somebody sometime is I feel like near the back third, it almost uh, felt like there was like running sounds and like someone screaming. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, um, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about, that this was spaced off something else because I've never heard it before. But this entire song to me sounded kind of like a, scene from like a a musical where it sounded like there were the high-pitched screeches were like little little voices right. and the there were there was at some point again near the last third like you said a bunch of darker noises and i was like oh they're they're fighting a monster well, and the monster I mean, absolutely destroys them by the way i mean dean martin is a famous lounge singer so that's what I mean by like kind of the lead and was operatic and then kind of the backup vocals, mm. which like would normally be like whatever women would be backing these people up at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what she was probably. I mean, it says for Dean Martin, so I'm going to assume she was going for something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it does get very weird and dark near the end. Yeah. Um, I would like to backtrack a little bit and talk about Bluebird. Okay. Um, I did agree with you that that one's very experimental. I'd say it's probably the most altogether experimental on the whole darn thing. But I think it's really cool what she ended up doing with it. Because unlike the other ones where it's clearly just layers of whatever... And this one, she was incorporating, like, static from her surroundings, and she was, like, cutting and splicing the same sound throughout. And I think that it was really interesting to see this strange woman experiment so hard with... There were very few different sounds in that song. Right, and I think... So, I looked up Yasuno Tone, yeah. the uh, featured artist... And it said he was a Fluxus artist. And I was like, what the fuck is the Flux? Fuck? Like, I was like, is it like a weird instrument I've never heard in my life? But apparently Fluxus is an artistic movement uh-huh. uh, described as a fusion of gags, games, vaudeville, cage, which I don't even know what that means in context, and Duchamp, which I don't know if they just mean the artist. <laughs> like, uh, I don't the- know. The top artist under Fluxus is Yoko Ono. Oh, great. 
so it still doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really answer what the hell this person did on the track at all. But I um, think it explains why that one particularly is pretty out there. I I just went to their Spotify page and they have a couple pieces from 2017 called AI Deviation number one and number two. They're 40 and 33 minutes long respectively. And believe me when I tell you, it is just an absurd amount of noises. Fantastic. So why do you think this album was rated pretty poorly and her next album was rated well? Um, so without listen at least I didn't hear her next album. So without listening either. to it, why what changed? Um I'm going to guess that what changed was this album despite it being called balloon music it didn't really seem as much music as it was just like pieces that you had to figure out on your own um and i'm gonna guess that her second album is a lot more musical right i wonder Something I wondered, and I tried to even look at the live footage to get a gauge on it, is like, I mean, she's making some some big old fart sounds with these balloons. <laughs> yeah. And like, I can't tell how serious she is about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I have to assume she's pretty serious about it because there are quite a few goofy little soundlings on this album but they don't most of them don't seem out of place necessarily mm-hmm. and like th- what the fuck else are you gonna do with a balloon like eventually you're gonna have to put a fart sound in there right but like I wonder if someone said like so like these fart sounds are funny you think like she'd get offended by that I'm sure she understands that the general idea of making coherent tracks with the sound of more or less a balloon is a little goofy. And I'm sure that mo- she'd understand that most people would go up to her and say, hey, these things are fucking insane and they sound funny. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where Judy Dunaway is like the biggest success in the world and she's plagued anytime she has to walk out in public, like people just see her and go like, yo, that's the balloon lady. It's <laughs> <laughs> like every, like she's like has to hide in her abode and like, she's like peeking out for like paparazzi and she tries to like sneak out. hat and glasses and then someone sees her and just goes and she's like oh no oh no it's over (laughs) god I I wish more people knew about Judy Dunaway she reminds me a lot of uh, this artist Sarah Hennies who does a lot of like 
wind chime and spoon music. Right. Okay. And the thing about all of these artists, which I find interesting, is they're all like super geniuses half the time. Uh huh. Like Judy has a PhD in music composition from Stony Brook University. Uh-huh. Sorry. Wait. State okay. University of New York at Stony Brook. That's a weird way to phrase that. Like, everyone who does, like, pots and pans music is always this crazy PhD mastermind. And it's like, I wonder if you're that smart and you've hit kind of the peak of your craft, you go like, okay, this guitar and singing stuff has been done to death. Let me get out the pop cans. I think it's more... I think they do it more as, like, a challenge to themselves. Like, you know, like, wind chimes and shit. That's still relatively musical in concept, right? hmm But I feel like with Judy and her balloon gag, it's kind of like a challenge of, can I make something relatively coherent and enjoyable out of such a mundane, stupid object? And I think that's why they have so much fun with it because, you know, it's like how every great director or whatever eventually goes off the rails entirely and makes some fucking movie about just nothing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like any typical musician who kind of gets to a certain level of success will usually start doing movie soundtracks and i wonder if that's just because they're like i have exhausted what i can do so now i'm gonna like (laughs) i watched this documentary on ryuji sakamoto there's like a 10 minute long scene where he has a giant ass gong and he's (laughs) trying to make music for the revenant and (laughs) like he takes a fucking stick to this gong and just like touches it and then lets go and listens to the sound for three minutes in complete silence. That's fucking and awesome. Then, and then like moves the stick two inches to the left and pokes it and then just sits there for three minutes in silence. <laughs> and it's like once you've hit kind of the peak of what like you can once do. Once you're determining gong positioning. <laughs> right. Like you've you've hit a level that few people have and it's like (laughs) I can only imagine how happy this person is to just sit there for four hours poking a gong within inches of each other and then he finds this like perfect sound and then five million people watch this movie and never once notice the gong (laughs) hit like yeah like that's not even like a thing that like most people that are like listening for the soundtrack are gonna like pick up on like no one on earth except for that guy is gonna listen back to that and be like oh yeah that's the gong i like specifically with the revenant like i went on a date with someone to see the revenant and it's possible that i heard that gong Um, but about midway through that movie someone killed a horse and the date started crying so we left (laughs) 
So oh, no. I, will, I will never hear that specific gong hit for the rest of my life because I don't plan on watching it again. <laughs> no? I don't want to watch the horse die twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cowardly way to live. <laughs> but, like, but also I wonder, like, as far as I can tell, uh-huh. she's kind of done latex balloons for 20 years. Like, do you think she's tried to, like, move on to something else? <laughs> well, that's an even more interesting theory of, like... <laughs> she's like, hey, I took these wheels off a chair, and they're like, no, 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 you go back to the balloons. What do you, what, what are you doing? You're the <laughs> balloon person. This is what you do now. I feel she's, like... She's, like, tormented to balloon. Like, if she has live performances, there has to be, like... At least some carved out niche audience for this, right? And I feel like that audience would is there more for the balloons than they're there for Judy Dunaway. Like I feel like the name doesn't carry much power. If Judy Dunaway did come out with Dunaway, comma Judy Colon, mother of chair wheel music, they wouldn't. It most of the people would not migrate over. Well, yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, the majority of our concerts are done at museums, specifically like art museums, it's not exhibitions. It's not like she's really right. like playing uh, Madison Square Garden. Well, I th- yeah. Well, that's still like, like she's, she's done enough for someone to want to book her. Right. Can you imagine a world where Judy Dunaway is famous and she's playing at Madison Square Garden and like <laughs> like, like balloons are raining from the sky and ever, she's like everyone's like join in with their respective balloon <laughs> just like a symphony <laughs> just a symphony of these latex balloons do you think like you know how we're uh, running low on helium sure do you think she's like looking at that and they're like yeah, we have like 10 years of helium left. And she's like, my my livelihood. <laughs> what do I do? What do you do? Like, do, surely, like, I think, I'm not sure she uses helium. Like, there's definitely multiple times in a couple different songs where she or someone else is like definitely blowing into a balloon. So I feel like you just need a big enough oxygen source to fill up her comically large balloon and she's golden. Like it's not a helium required balloon sesh. The balloons in fact may be hindered by helium because they're not meant to float. Can you imagine being the roadie for Judy Dunaway and every concert you're just like purple by the end? <laughs> like you're like Judy, I can't do this anymore. I'm, you're killing me. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh I got I got a, a surprise concert in like 10 minutes. Can you blow this balloon up to like eight feet in diameter? And they're like, w- I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like the idea that at any time she could just use like an automatic pump, but insists that a person does it. Some... <laughs> do you think that 
that she'd like notice a difference genuinely between like helium and oxygen or like air blown and or machine blown like do you think the moisture 100%. levels from your from your spitty make the make the fart sounds better for the for the tunes what if like she's like no you don't understand mustard gas creates the best sound <laughs> we need to use mustard i don't care if it hurts i don't care if it hurts this is my artistic vision Oh, and at one of her insanely popular concerts, instead of giving out goggles to all the crowd, they didn't int- draw in the enough tickets to afford it, so they just give them all 3D glasses and hope for the best. <laughs> Can you imagine getting your personal Judy Dunaway latex balloon before the concert, and then like you go up to get it signed? By, by the Judester, and like she'll rub it for good luck. <laughs> that would rule so hard. <laughs> It'd be like getting your basketball signed by the Harlem Globetrotters. Like it's the best. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's ever been a time when someone doing their PhD in music is like, I have this incredible idea. I'm going to make music. Hear me out with latex balloons. And then they'd look it up. Like they get like halfway through recording an album and then they're like, and then someone like taps on the shoulder and like, you know, someone's done that, right? And you're like, what? What What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean someone's already done latex balloons before? I'm like, the thing is with her second album title mother of balloon music it does kind of insinuate that she started some sort of movement that there is a balloon music community out there well do you think that's what she's implying or is it like she's basically uh murking her territory and is like if anyone ever does this again i did it first i have really bad news what so, I did look into this theory, and not only is there a Facebook group for balloon music. Okay. Um, just kidding. I clicked on it, and that's just a record label name. Awesome. But you're aware of Andrew Huang, the YouTube channel. What? Andrew Huang, he makes the videos. I have no idea what this is. No? Okay. So are you aware of the um old old internet slang pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows? I I'm not. What? How well, this seems like uh uh zoomer old. Pink fluffy unicorns is definitely like two thousand eight. Yeah, I was like 48. <laughs> uh-huh. That was past my time. Okay, so anyway, he, this guy just, he basically makes music, videos on music. Okay. Um, and he, on September 1st, 2016, uploaded a video called Just a Dude Performing Balloon Music. So it's definitely a thing. Right, but this was significantly after 1998. 
Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that there isn't still... It's It wasn't out there. And her follow-up wasn't until 2006. So, like, it wasn't like she came back a year later and was like, check out this shit I did. Now I'm the mother of it. Like, it was... It feels like she made her album and then it took off in rural Kansas or wherever it said she's from. Mississippi. Rural Mississippi. That's where that's where the balloons come from. <laughs> right. Um and then she was like, Wow. We're in. Can we talk about how Judy in two thousand six created a not for profit educational website for audio art and activism concerning the rights of sex workers? Are you kidding? No, it is called Swirl. That's so fucking cool. Does Judy Dunaway own? Well, absolutely. But, like, I... it It's great no matter what, but it is... It's interesting that kind of the two main pillars of Judy Dunaway are uh-huh. balloons sex worker rights yeah um so we did try and get her on the show for an interview i did send her an email this is now that we can put up on the scoreboard this is the second attempt yeah um and i i'll be honest i fucked this one up what did you do so I sent her an email through her website on the contact page and she didn't get back to me. Right. But she also had a personal Facebook linked on Google. So I sent her a friend request Mm -hmm. and I am just now learning that she accepted the friend request. (laughs) So we got to keep trying then. (laughs) Yeah. I'll try to get her on for next week. (laughs) Okay. Because I feel like if there was anyone we've covered so far, I'd want it to be her that we talked to. Cause like, what the fuck is going on in in that in that little head? I feel like Judy is the most interesting person I've gotten to research, but also one that d- has not enough information. Right. I would love to know more about this person because this. This is the good stuff. And it I is, can't imagine why it was rated the way it was. It's really fucking cool. Like, especially I, if a bunch of nerds unrate your music. I feel like this would be one of those things where they'd be like, no, this is it. Yeah, like, I don't understand how people that weren't, like, explicitly searching this out even got their hands on it. Like, do you think that there's just better balloon music out there? Absolutely not. <laughs> no? Absolutely not. This is it. Okay. You don't you don't go to the mother of balloon music for second rate balloon music. Uh-huh. This is where the good stuff is. She has a manifesto. Are you aware of this? That, I mean, this seemed like someone who would have a manifesto. Judy Dunaway wrote the Balloon Music Manifesto. Hell yeah. Hold on. There's a lot of shit. I'm just grazing through this. 
And there is so many words that I cannot figure out how they relate at all to balloons or music. I I'll try to uh, look at it later and and try to explain it. Hold on. To the, the simpletons. I think we might be onto something. I think there might be a massive, massive balloon community. No, massive uh story progression. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna read all of the words because you can't. Yeah, because there's I can't read most words, but I I am like seventy percent sure that Jody is trans. Judy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean... She's talking about the rise of civil and gay rights. Like, there's there's a lot of words going on in the Balloon Music Manifesto. I mean, she was born in 1964, Mississippi. I can't imagine it's great there. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Sc- read through this this whole part where she mentions transgender for some reason um yeah I, I actually couldn't tell you why she wrote that word as long as it's there yeah the word's definitely there do you know when that was written um not in the slightest it's just on her website fantastic do you have anything else on the matter of of Judy Dunaway, Judy Dunaway's Balloon Music, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I was really disappointed by the track Balloon Pop. I agree one hundred percent. I I was really excited. It's thirteen seconds long, right? So you you kind of know that you're just getting a balloon popping, right? But I was assuming that the thirteen seconds would be perhaps her blowing up a balloon too much and it going, you know. <laughs> I, there wasn't even a balloon pop. I mean, it could have been a balloon pop. The 13 seconds was just horribly slowed down audio. Right. To the point where where it's not really... You don't you can't tell what's going on there, really. Like, it could in, be anything. And, like, balloon pop features Mark Howell in the two sets for Champagne in Mexico City featured Dan Evans Farkas and like I have no idea what any feature on this no. album did. I'm guessing Mark Howell is just someone she knows because like the only reason someone would be featured on balloon pop is if he was the one popping the balloon in question. Well I was gonna say like producing it and slowing it down maybe yeah, I wish there if was If you better... need a producer to slow down a balloon popping, you have you have a lot worse problems in your life. Judy can do one thing and one thing really well. And that's balloon? And that's play balloon. Anything <laughs> else can't be done. No. Absolutely not. Um, Head, no thought, just balloon. Just balloon. So here's an interesting thing. Okay. Um, you know how Spotify has a credits page? Right. 
on Balloon Pop, it says that it's performed by Judy Dunaway, but it's written by her and Mark. (laughs) So my new theory is that it was Mark's idea to end the album on a balloon popping. I'm going to say that I feel like at least if I were making a balloon based album and someone said, what's the last track going to be? I feel like I wouldn't really need to overthink that one. <laughs> like that doesn't feel like I would need a a collaboration on that. <laughs> I mean, you don't know how how many balloons she has. Really, she could have one balloon. <laughs> this is my only resource. <laughs> what do you mean you want me to pop it? <laughs> exactly. This like is Mark really had to do a lot. A lot of planning to to get a balloon pop to to end this this album. I can't thank you, Mark, for all of your service to the <laughs> balloon community. It means a lot. All right, what would you give 1998's Judy Dunaway colon balloon music? I would give it. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I also think I would give it like an 8 out of 10. This I was, was I was something. really, up until Blown Uncut, I was definitely in 10 out of 10 territory. But Blown Uncut sucks, and Balloon Pop sucks. Interesting. I feel like I went... The exact opposite way were the first two songs I was iffy about, and then it just got better. Interesting. Like, I feel like Rubber Patchwork Quilt had, like, an ambulance sound that was neat. Yeah, I was really into Rubber Patchwork Quilt. Balloon Pup was unfortunate. I feel like... I'm not done talking about this. I've decided I really like this album. Okay, what else do you have to say? I feel like uh, Rubber Patchwork Quilt is kind of like having like going through a bunch of different moods or like reliving past events because there were a lot of hard cuts to just other shit but there was like static in between so like they were on purpose for you to notice that they're different but one of the sounds always stayed the same like there was always two different sounds going on and it was only one that ever changed and I feel like that could be you know, transitioning between feelings or for the trauma thing, like living through something current and then the goes to whatever happened before sort of deal. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely people smarter than us that could probably find much more meaning to these songs than like, ha ha fart funny. Well, I had a lot of thoughts written down, but I just went with your haha fart funny thing. I mean, it it is. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we got two different experiences from this and we only talked about one of the experiences, but that's okay. I I mean, I understand where you're coming from, and I think that that's more in the first two songs. I definitely don't. 
I think the first two are the most song-like, and then it just gets more interesting and cooler from there. Do you think balloon music is like a personality test? Maybe. Do you think I you feel like figure... you failed it really bad. No, it's like you figured out if you're like an NFP or an Alt-J <laughs> or whatever. Right. Based on which parts of the balloon you gravitate to, it's like, are you a... Uh, a, a a blower or or a squeezer <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's actually um a, a star sign test like there's your your star sign your sun sign your moon sign and your balloon sign i'm a a virgo rising balloon squeezer <laughs> I'm definitely a uh, a cancer moon uh, balloon farter. <laughs> I would do anything. <laughs> I wonder what got her here. I think we discussed that. That she's just too fucking smart for guitars and shit. Right, but why? Why balloon? Why balloon? Why balloon? Because it was it, it was probably pretty d- <laughs> hard. <laughs> like how long between first making sounds with a balloon and making an album? I'm years. <laughs> Just. Years. Like her parents are like, Judy, I don't think this is the path. And she's like, no, 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 no. Give me three more years on this balloon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I will blow your mind. Literally. You've just, you've got to go with me on this one. And they went with her. Now look at where we are. Okay. I can't, I can't keep it in anymore. Okay. I need you to know what this next album is. Oh, fuck. Okay. I, I, I feel like I've been hyping this up for what feels like months and might actually be months. <laughs> it's definitely been months. I landed on this album and I got conniptions. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I had landed on. This is the one you really like, yeah? I love this album to death. Okay. We're going to go to 2008, uh-huh. the same time that Pink Fluffy Unicorn <laughs> came out. Yeah. Uh, I really want you to enjoy this album. Okay. Because we are listening to Want. I'm going to specify the deluxe edition. Okay. Do you know what you know what artist this is? The album is just called Want? Yep, don't look it up. I already looked it up. Okay. Well, it's 303's Want. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, I'm so excited. Have you ever... I feel like 303 would be slightly past... I feel like you would be in LMFAO territory. Um, I'm definitely aware of a couple 
a couple 303 songs. Okay. I'm definitely aware of Don't Trust Me and Starstruck. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to contact us, the email, and I'm going to get it this time, is rng at dot gay. You did not say dad, like... right? What? You said dad. <laughs> <laughs>